Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. And here we are again, our weekly conversation around the potent, powerful tool that is journaling, giving you gateways into yourself, giving you techniques and tools that crack you open, that help you to know your truth and that empower you to write your way to your best self. Because your best self has dreams, your best self has desires. There are things you want to achieve. There are things you want to experience. There are things you want to create. There are things you want to be. There are things you want to have and there are things you want to do. And often the thing in the way is ourselves, our beliefs, our thoughts, our assumptions about who we are and who we can be. And journaling is this practice and this tool where we can shift our identity, where we can evolve ourselves, where we can expand our beliefs about who we have the possibility to be. And as a result, inside our journal, with those deep dive conversations, when we truly hold ourselves, when we allow ourselves to be fully honest with what's really happening, when we tap into those deep conversations within that often stay hidden, we can crack something open. We can expand, we can grow, we can evolve, and ultimately we can achieve and create things that we didn't believe were possible for us. Now this is the conversation I'm so excited to have with you today. This conversation about how we can write our way to brave, how we can become more confident and more courageous so that we can go after the things we desire, so that we can have the self-belief and the self-trust that the things we can visualise and the things we imagine are actually possible for us. I want to show you how you can use your journal as a tool to elevate yourself to those places where the impossible actually starts to feel much more possible. So let's dive in. Now, let's just put that word brave on the table. What does that word mean to you? It's it's very powerful to pull words apart especially words of potency because sometimes we can say words and we assume we know what they mean but when we actually take the time to put the magnifying glass over it and and contemplate for ourselves what, what do I mean when I say I'm brave this in itself this activity in itself cracks something open it cracks open levels of understanding and expression and identity that can really help us to become our best selves to step to that next level to push ourselves a little bit further, to stretch ourselves. So, for example, when I think about the word brave, what I think that means to me is it's the courage to push myself into places that feel uncomfortable. It's actually about moving beyond my fear, moving in spite of my fear, often because I desire what's on the other side. 
I know I'm being brave when I'm doing things I know I need to do, even when I don't want to do them. Because sometimes it feels safer and easier to just stay where you are. Bravery is about moving through those expansion pains, those growth pains. And to be brave is to put myself on the line for what I hope an act of bravery is going to bring me. So if you think about that as a definition, that as a notion, we can really see that there's a definite correlation between our degree of braveness and our ability to create the life we want. And remember this quote that's always stuck with me, it's this notion that everything you want is on the other side of fear. I think that's true a lot of the times, like fear for sure is a compass because when we're fearful, it often points us in the direction of our growth opportunities. Of course, we need to distinguish here the difference between real fear and perceived fear. So obviously, if a, a, a tiger or a lion is running towards you, that is a definite real fear. But a perceived fear is more something like, oh, what if they reject me? Or, or what if they don't like me? Or what if they think I'm silly or stupid? Those are perceived fears. They're not necessarily true. They're just a story we're telling ourselves, often influenced by experiences we had in the past. And this is why fear can often be that compass, because when we have those feelings within, those feelings of, oh, I'm scared to move now. Oh, I don't think I'm going to do that. Oh, that feels too difficult. When that's in the way of the thing we really want, fear is that invitation to grow into life. And we're always having those opportunities. We're always having those invitations. We're continually being invited to move through hard things. We always have the opportunity to cultivate more brave. It's how we grow in experience, in wisdom, in inner strength. If we don't expand our bravery, we can get stuck in a comfort zone that feels safe. We, we don't feel stretched. But the truth is, if we can't move, there will always be things that are out of our reach. This is the downside of not cultivating bravery. There are things that bravery make available to us. And there are things that are holding still means are no longer within reach. And this is why exploring and expanding your relationship with fear can be so potent and so powerful because it can change your life. Just imagine if you had the bravery right now to do the thing you know you want to do, but you're scared to do. Imagine if it just dropped in. How would life evolve? How would life open up? It's so potent, so exciting. And that's why I wanted to do an episode about this because contemplating challenging moves, moves that put me out of my comfort zone, Moves that stretch me is right at the top of my mind right now because I'm experiencing a growth opportunity that is testing me in so many different ways and it's exhilarating and it's exciting and it's terrifying but I know that the thing I desire is on the other side of that bravery piece and I know that now is the time to go ahead and do it. And I'm using my journal as a tool to help me navigate this transition. Like my, my journal over the last few weeks has, I've written so much because I've had so many things to contemplate and explore. And so 
I want to I want to show you. I want to share some some ways with you to use your journaling. Because it's time for us to challenge some of the things that hold us back. And think about the kind of things we fear, the kind of things that stop us in our tracks. It's things like rejection, criticism, the fear of getting it wrong, the fear of being laughed at, the fear of failing, the fear of looking silly, stupid or losing face, the fear of feeling ashamed or feeling embarrassment. You think about how many times this shows up for us. Maybe you've created a new program or a new service and you're excited to launch it, but then you're afraid to ask for the sale in case you get a no, so the program doesn't sell the way you want it to and you feel disappointed and you make it mean something. Or maybe there's a guy or a girl that you really want to go out on a date with, but you don't ask them because they might laugh at you, they might say no, and you don't think you can handle that, so you don't ask at all. Or maybe you know that it's time for promotion or a pay rise, but you don't ask because you don't want to look greedy and so that opportunity doesn't show up. Or maybe there's a great opportunity in front of you, maybe at work or in your personal life, that if you just have the courage to ask for it, it might happen, but you hold back in case they think you're stupid for thinking that it's the right thing for you to do, etc., etc., etc. Can you relate to any of those scenarios? There are countless scenarios you could talk about now that hold us back. And what I wanted to just highlight there is anytime we hold back, there's a thought, a belief or a feeling that stops us. And often we're not even consciously aware of the thing that is stopping us, especially if it's a pattern that's run over and over and over again. Sometimes it just feels like it's, oh, that's just who I am. This is just part of me. Maybe not. Maybe there's an opportunity to shift that. And the reason we stop ourselves from doing the things we really want is because the potential pitfall feels we imagine it's going to be too painful. Like Tony Robbins says, we do more to avoid pain than we will ever do to avoid to enjoy pleasure. It seems crazy, right? But if the security of not getting hurt overrides the potential win from stepping into your brave zone, you ain't moving. We only move when the pain of staying where you are becomes too painful or if the pleasure of what's possible becomes a lot bigger than the pain of possible disaster. And this is where journaling comes in because it can help us shift the balance. Let me explain why. We've got five reasons, sorry, four reasons, four reasons why, four things you can do. And the first one is journaling. It's going to elevate your awareness. This is one of the things I love most about journaling. Journaling is fantastic for elevating your noticing skills. Like when you journal to know yourself, to connect more deeply with yourself, what happens is you start to step more fuller and deeper into what I call witness mode. It's almost like you step out of yourself and you start to look at who you are as that third person. You become the observer. And when you're in a position to observe yourself, you start to catch things and see things that used to go into the radar. And it can be really simple and subtle things like you might notice how your energy shifts when a particular opportunity comes up or a particular thought comes into your mind. 
often you're going to start to hear that voice of doubt, the voice of sabotage, the voice of smallness. And as the witness, you can see that isn't actually your truth. It's just a habit or it's a voice that shows up inside you at moments when it's like, heck, this person's about to step out of their comfort zone. I'm going to have to stop them. So I'm going to start talking doubt. I'm going to sabotage this. I'm going to um, big up the smallness because I don't want them to move. And journaling is cool because we can't write often as fast as we can speak. So when we're journaling, we actually slow things down. And when we can slow things down, we see more and we also have the capacity to unravel more. And in turn, we begin to see those inner saboteurs. We can see through the subtleties, the nuances, and we can even identify things that were previously hidden. So don't underestimate the value of elevating your awareness skills. Because when you see something, you can't unsee it. And when it's no longer hidden, you can do something with it. And this is the, the second point. Journaling can expose what's actually happening. One of the things I love to do is when I feel fearful is I tune in and I start to actually write out the fear conversation in my mind. What am I fearful of? What am I actually saying to myself? What is the voice saying? What is it worried about? What is it predicting? What kind of premonitions is it coming up with? What is it wearing? What is it um, warning me about? What is it anticipating? As you write out that conversation, it becomes tangible. It's suddenly visible. It's not hidden. You can see the conversation. You can actually have a conversation with your inner saboteur. And as a result, you can challenge it or you can calm it or you can appease it. And for me, like one of the biggest things is I can start to understand, oh, that's why I'm so freaked out by that because this is the conversation I'm having and I'm having this conversation because when I was 10 I was really badly bullied for putting my hand up and saying I knew the answer and I felt so humiliated and so embarrassed and so ashamed I decided not to do that anymore whoa so journaling can unlock that level of clarity it's so powerful Another way is to expose things in your journal. You can ask yourself some really cool questions like, what are you really afraid of? Because sometimes it isn't the thing you think it is. It's like, oh, I want to ask that person to buy my program. It's a really simple thing. You could just send an email or you can send a text message or you can have a conversation. But no, I can't do that because they might say, no, what are they going to think about me? I don't think I can handle that. I can't handle that rejection. I'm scared, so I'm just not going to do it. But if you journal about it and you see that's what you're actually doing, maybe you'll make a different choice. Discovering what's under the surface means we can start resolving things at a deeper level rather than just trying to put a sticking plaster fix on it, which ultimately doesn't work longer term. Now, the third thing you can do is you can purge stuff. This is so cool. Can you imagine if you could just remove those negative conversations from your existence entirely? How would things be different if you could do that? What I found is that sometimes those scared parts of us just want to be acknowledged and seen. Because the, the saboteur, the critic, 
the voices inside us that try to keep us stuck, that keep us in our tracks, it's a form of protection. Those voices are just acting on past memories where we got hurt or humiliated or embarrassed or felt ashamed, etc. And so in that moment, it made a decision, okay, that's not a safe thing to do. Don't do it again. But you're older now, you're wiser now, you have more experience now, you're not the same person you were when that decision was made, potentially when you were a child, as in that's what happened with me. And so when you can I, when you can acknowledge that voice, you can ask it to, you can tell it, it's fine, things are different now, you, you've got this, you're brave, you can step forward, you can take that action. If you give those voices a visibility they desire, sometimes they'll just go and you're in a new space of creativity. And then finally, this one is really cool, you can write an alternative. What do you want? What is that conversation? Who could you be? What's that conversation in your journal? What does that look like? What evidence do you have that your desire is possible? When have you been brave before? What's a different outcome that might happen? What if they say yes? What if the person wants to go on a date with you? What if your boss does say yes to the pay rise? What if the opportunity you've been excited about is perfect for you and they've just been waiting for you to ask? Now, what if? What's the alternative? What if it goes well? Often we've just focused on what if it goes wrong, but what if it goes well? What does that outcome look like? How does that change the way you feel about yourself? How does that change your energy? How does that transform your desire to move? We can use our journals to write different endings to experiment with how things could work out, how things could unfold. And that can change the way we look at a decision and it can actually transform the choice we choose to make. It can help us step into the brave zone rather than staying stuck where we are. It can make the difference between achieving a goal and just dreaming about a goal. It's the step in the direction of your best self. And it's interesting because maybe you're like me, but I am my own worst enemy. When I look at the things that get in my way, it's usually me that's the most in the way. And that's why I'm constantly working on my relationship with fear. Constantly rooting out the things that hold me back and then using my journal to transmute them. It's such a powerful process. It feels so empowering. It's so enlightening. It's so relieving. It's cathartic to see why I'm stuck and then to write my way into a different future. Well, I'd love for you to try it for yourself and just see how it feels to write yourself brave. So let's finish with a journaling prompt. I've got a collection for you here. More of a scenario, really. So if you could turn your braveness up by 50%, what would change in your life? What would you suddenly have the courage to do or to be? And what would the result be of that? What if you turned up your braveness style by 75% or even 100% then what? Then ask yourself the question, are you ready to turn that dial? If the answer is no, you want to explore that. 
If the answer is yeah, write down five things you could do over the next week to experience your brave at that next level. And please let me know about your experiences. Let me know how you are writing your way to brave. Let me know how you're stepping up. And if you want some more tools to help, I would love to recommend the Fear to Focus journaling download. You can find it at Best Self Co. And also the Impact Deck is a brilliant tool for people that are looking to expand their comfort zones and really cultivate the courage to go after the things they really want and actually have the confidence and the bravery to work through the things that are in their way. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope it's given you some food for thought. I'm so, I'm so excited for you to explore your relationship with courage, bravery and fear. And how you can use your journal to elevate that experience for you. It's going to be so much fun. I'm doing it every day. So join me and I'll see you again very soon for another powerful, potent conversation about journaling. Until then, get to writing. <laughs>